Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, personal trainer and nap connoisseur, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at the positive effects that exercise has on your brain from the adolescent brain, the child brain, all the way through middle-aged and into older age, and even the effects that exercise can have on preventing or even reversing dementia. So if that interests you, you might want to go back and listen to last week's podcast. Well, this week, I'd like to say, if you've listened to my podcast in the past, or if you paid attention to what Paul Sink said at the beginning of the introduction, oftentimes I describe myself as a nap connoisseur because I really like to take a nap. And one of my clients had said to me that they had started taking a nap and they said it almost like they were doing a confession and I said well naps are good for you and they said well, well what's some things that are good about naps and I thought well you know I, I really have read that naps are good but I've not done a deep dive to see what the actual benefits of napping are and to see the best way to actually take a nap so in this week I'm going to look at the benefits of taking a nap and the proper way to take a nap as if there was a wrong one. So let's get started. The first thing you need to know is that a nap really should be intentional. If you're just so tired that when you sit down you drop off to sleep, you are really suffering from some sleep deprivation. But if you are wanting to get the most out of your nap, you need to intentionally take a nap. And a lot of famous people throughout history have been uh, avid nappers. Winston Churchill, he said, and I quote, you must sleep sometime between lunch and dinner and no halfway measures. Take off your clothes and get into bed. That's what I always do. Don't think you're going to do less work because you sleep during the day. That's a foolish notion held by people who have no imaginations. You'll be able to accomplish more. You'll get two days in one. Well, at least a day and a half. Now, I'm not sure about the day and a half or two days worth of extra work, but I will say that he got the timing right. We, as humans, have a lull in the afternoon, and it used to be thought that was just because we ate a large lunch and you had a lull because you were digesting it. But they found that even if you don't eat a lunch, you still have that lull. Our bodies tend to slow down and almost go into sleep mode anyway. So between, if you want to get the best nap, sometime between 2 in the afternoon and 4 in the afternoon is the best time to take a nap. And if you're wanting a nap, a 2005 study found that in the U.S., 55% of the people surveyed took at least one nap per week and 35 took two or more naps per week. Now, how long should your nap be? And some of these numbers are going to kind of overlap because there were different studies that did different things. So there's ranges. Start with naps of less than 10 minutes have been shown to be totally ineffective. All they do is just give you a second or two of escape from reality. Naps of 10 minutes to 45 minutes will have restorative qualities that affect you for the rest of the day. And after 60 minutes, they really didn't find any improvement in any of your abilities just by taking a longer nap. Except for one, if you are one of the people that has difficulty waking up, if you have sleep inertia, then your nap should be 30 minutes or less or 90 minutes because that, that breaks down in the different sleep cycle. And either of those, either less than 30 minutes or 
approximately 90 minutes, is going to give you the least amount of sleep inertia. And even if you don't normally have sleep inertia and you keep your nap to the 30 minutes or 90 minutes, it, you probably ought to not do anything that uh, involves being wide awake for about the next 10 minutes after you wake up because of the sleep inertia. Now, why should you take a nap? Um, there's different reasons. Um, the main one I have is I like to take a nap. Um, there's some people that take a nap because they didn't get enough sleep the night before. There are some people that take a nap because they know they're not going to get enough sleep the next night. And some people take a nap just for their general overall mental and physical health. So let's look at the general overall mental and physical health. People who nap for less than 30 minutes three times per week are 84% less likely to develop Alzheimer's disease. And people who take short naps decrease their chance of a heart attack by 23%. But there is a catch. If you have daily long naps, which are over 30 minutes, um, except for once in a while, the 90 minutes, but mainly if you're over 30 minutes a day of taking a long naps, it increases your chance of a heart attack and it increases your chances of dying from several other things. So you want to keep the naps fairly short. Now, the next thing I'm going to talk about, it, I'm kind of oversimplifying it, but when you learn something new, it kind of, it's kind of like you put it over on your desktop and it's just laying there. When you go to sleep, your brain takes that and it files it where it belongs. And not only does it file it where it belongs, it makes the right neural connection so you can remember it and you can do it again. They did an experiment where you took two groups and they learned something new in the morning and they tested them uh, to see how much they retained eight hours later. Now, one group had a nap, a 30-minute nap, and the other group did not have a 30-minute nap. The ones that had the 30-minute nap remembered significantly more and did significantly better on their testing. And as far as learning goes, a 30-minute nap is equivalent, they've done different studies comparing this, is equivalent to getting a full night's sleep. Just that 30 minutes, your brain's able to clear off the desktop, clean up the clutter, and put things where they belong. They also found that your cognitive performance improves dramatically after a short nap. So if you've got something that you've really got to think about or you need to be at your best, you need to take a 30-minute nap and then give yourself a little bit of time to wake up. Well, what about those of us who just say, well, I'm just going to have me a good strong cup of coffee. I need a jolt of caffeine or soda so I can stay awake and I can get more done. A study compared sleeping in so you get actually more sleep at night, drinking something with caffeine in it, or taking a nap on your productivity and alertness. And by far, taking a nap was more effective. They also did a study on sleepy drivers. They had them either take a nap or take something with caffeine in it, and the nap was much more effective. However, in that case, the most effective one was to take the caffeine and take a nap, and when you woke up, then you would be even more alert. And some people who have a big trouble with sleep inertia, you know, that sleepy feeling after you've taken a nap, have found that that works. However, some people find that that keeps them awake later. And this is a good place I'll answer the people that say, well, if I take a nap, I won't be able to sleep at night. 30-minute naps, even up to 60-minute naps, have been found to have almost no effect on sleeping later in the day. And also, they have found that taking a short nap and mild to moderate exercise actually improves the nighttime sleep. 
So it won't hurt your sleep. And if you'll take a nap and do some exercise, it will improve your sleep. And also, as Winston Churchill said, all the studies or almost all the studies found that if you take your 30 minute nap or 20 minute nap, you get more alertness and more productivity than the people who don't take the nap. So for all of you saying, I just don't have time to take a nap. I've got way too much stuff that I need to do. You're probably going to be more productive if you take the nap, just like you're going to be more productive if you go out and take a nice brisk walk. And the two of them together, if you take the nap and then when you wake up, take a nice brisk walk and get back to your desk and get your work done, you will see a tremendous improvement in what you can accomplish. And I'd like to kind of close out with quoting an article in the 2019 Journal of Sleep which seems like a great journal to have, the Journal of Sleep. But anyway, it says that daytime naps increase alertness and productivity. They relieve stress. They help us to regulate our emotions. And they improve immune function. Now, all of those sound like really good things to do. And all you got to do is just intentionally find a few minutes and take a short nap. Uh, so anytime you've got the time around uh, between two and four in the afternoon and you can get in a nice dark room that's quiet and you can get yourself a quick 20 minute nap and then wake up and probably take a nice uh, 10 minute brisk walk. That'll be 30 minutes out of your day, but your productivity will go up so much and your fitness will be that much funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.